I don't know where the children went and the new family. They're waiting on the other side. Oh, good, good. Well, I hope that the parents will be coming back in. And um, I really pray for Eric. I, I, I really know God wanted him here today. Did he completely leave, or is he still here? Okay, all right. Yep, it is, after service, after the word. You weren't here last week. We had a powerful word. Anybody that missed it, I recommend that you get online and listen to it because it's right in the season of what God's doing. So, Father, just pray over, we, I pray over all of us that we will have ears to hear, that we'll hear what you're speaking to each one of us. Because you know how to speak our language. And, God, that you would give us ears to hear you deeply in our heart. And, Father, go beyond our natural vision. And, Jesus, as you said, to those who have ears to hear and eyes to see, Lord, let us see in these days. Let us have super-duper marvel-type vision in the realm of the Spirit, God. Because, Jesus, you, you, you showed us an example. You never said anything you didn't hear the Father saying, and you, didn't say, and you didn't do anything you didn't see the Father doing. And we so want that in our lives. So, Father, I pray of your word that you said it would not go out and return void. So may your word continue to go out and bear fruit, and may it bear fruit in our hearts, in our minds, in our lives, and of everybody that we encounter in this world so that the world will know, so that the world will know about Jesus to the ends of the earth. In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen? Well, I brought my wrong Bible. This is my trusty sword, but it's falling apart, and it's so hard to get the pages turned. I was going to wear my crispy one, but I wrote them down, so I'll read them from what I wrote down the scriptures we're going to use today. I wanted to start with something that Jesus said. It's in John, if you're taking notes, it's John chapter 12, verse 27. If you read it in your Bible, it'll be in red. Anything in the Bible that's printed in red is Jesus, their quotes from Jesus. And this is something he said. It was just before he went to the cross. It was just before the events of that night were going to happen. <laughs> it was at night, so it was dark. But it was the darkness of the hour. And he said, now my soul has become troubled. 
And what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. But for this purpose, I came to this hour. That's our foundational scripture for the word today. He's been talking to me about this all week. The title of the word today is, I Surrender All. We were challenged last week, weren't we? To be in the word more. We were, God spoke to us that we can't grow. How can we become Christians if we don't even know what that means? How can we have faith for promises if we don't know what the promises are? How can we? We have to know what they are. If we're to become sons and daughters, we've got to know, as as Sean wrote out, what does God say about you? I love that. If you didn't get one, I want to take it to the printer. Send it to me so we can take it to the printer and have a bunch more printed. All these, look at that. All those scriptures are about what God says about you. And that's not all of them. Not the end of the list. But I keep it in my Bible. So if something's going on, I can just look at it. When I start getting negative with myself and bad-mouthing myself, believe me, I do. It's bad. I've struggled to love myself for years. <laughs> and then I, I go to this. If I even start, if I catch myself drifting into thoughts about something I just failed about, the Lord has been reminding me not to do that. And he said, every time I asked him, if I do, wake me up. You know, you can get on a mind drift. You don't even know that you're thinking bad stuff about yourself. Did you know that? I get so mad at myself when I can't do something or I'm failing or whatever. And I start to think, you're never going to do this. You're never going to get this. You can never get it. You're just stupid when it comes to this stuff. And the Lord, I told him every time I do that now and I hear him, It was really multiple times this week until the more he was, I gave him permission to correct my thinking and to show me. And and this is what I asked him to say. You're agreeing with the enemy again. You're agreeing with the enemy, with your adversary. The Bible tells us that he accuses us day and night. He's always pointing out our failures. And he says, you're agreeing with the enemy again. Don't do that. And then I go and I get some of these scriptures that Sean so beautifully printed down for us to have handy. And I'm like, I've got a few that I keep. Then I start speaking those in my mind. But today's word is, I surrender all. You see, I want to surrender those thoughts. (laughs) I want to surrender stuff that isn't good. And sometimes I have to surrender stuff that isn't bad, but it's just because he wants it. Sometimes I have to surrender my time for someone else. 
instead of myself. We sang that song, and I loved how you talked about your Aunt Violet. Did you say aunt? Because she was from California, and I picked that up when she was saying that. Because, see, when you're from California, the West Coast, they go aunt. Auntie this and auntie that. So I knew it was, I knew it was a West Coast moment for her. Instead of Aunt Violet, Auntie. And we say Aunt here. But I have an Aunt Gloria. It just sounds weird for me to say Aunt Gloria. It just doesn't work. I I grew up saying Aunt Gloria. I surrender all. The song, we sang it with gusto. Some of you have never heard it before, but how many were really singing it with all your heart? Just raise your hand if you were. Look at, look at the hands. I surrender all. And I was singing it for everything I had, and I was listening to Judy, and she was singing it. And her hearts were like there, in earnest and with intention, belting it out. But <clears throat> some things almost deceptively easy about saying, I surrender all. Wasn't it? It was easy to sing that song. It was joyous. It was wonderful. Easy about surrendering all to Jesus. Christians are quick to sign up for that. We sign up for that. And we can give him an all-encompassing, dramatic, theatrical, I give you my all. Sometimes, as I said, it's deceptively easy when we're singing something or we're thinking something like that. When you saw all those hands jump up, it feels good just saying it, doesn't it? We felt good. God, I give it all to you. I give it all. You know, just say that. God, I give it all to you. You know, it sounds, it feels good. The problem comes when all becomes specific. The problem comes when I surrender all becomes this. Or that. Maybe we're happy with surrendering all, but not so sure about when it comes to this. Let's talk about what that could be. How about starting with my stuff? I surrender all, Jesus, but let's talk about my stuff. What is some my stuff? How about if you get if uh, you get grounded on the phone? Now they don't even ground people. The big thing is you're no more. You, give me your phone. That's torture. 
That's torture. And then I'm not and I'm not just talking for kids. I'm talking adults. What if God comes to you and says, Sean, give me your phone today. Come on. How about computer time? Yeah, I'm getting it. He's messing with you today. God's messing with you. I surrender all. Could I have your phone, Sean? Could I have your phone? How about your car? How about that brand new car? Deb just bought a a brand new car. I mean, it had a few miles on it, but you know what I mean? Nonetheless, it's a 2018. Her other one died, and God made a way and blessed her. I had no idea. She'd had it, I guess, a couple of weeks. But I don't pay attention to stuff like that. And so I called her up last week because we had conflicting appointments. Our car was in the shop. We didn't have our truck. We had no wheels. And I said, Deb, could I use your car? She had to surrender. Not that she wouldn't, but are you getting my drift? What if it would have been a brand-new Mustang GTO, red, and Kathy wants to drive it? I've been with her. She could have a lead foot. She could be out there having a lot of fun. I just got this car. I'm not sure I want her to drive her. But do you see what I'm saying? It could be your car. It could be your phone. It could be your computer. It could be your TV. It could be any of those things. I don't know what else you've got that he your time. I mentioned that earlier. How strong of a hold do our possessions have over us? Whatever it is. He may ask for something, your crock pot. I don't know what it is. But he might ask you for something that you like. What if it's a favorite piece of jewelry and somebody just admired it? I've done it. I've had brand new pieces of jewelry that I've worn for the first time. Someone says, that's beautiful or I love that. And I say, thank you. And I walk away and God says, just as I'm walking away, he says, give it to them. And I'm like, oh, okay, I do. And I, I, I don't even think about it too much because I love giving more than I love hanging on to something. I really do. But do you get it? What if it was something special? You follow me? Something that's special to you. How resistant would you be living without whatever God might want you to surrender? Okay, let's talk about another thing. Uh, What about your health? And this is a big event. We've just prayed for a lot of people that are suffering health trials. How much time, too, as we get older, do we spend fretting about how long we're going to live? Some people really get on that bandwagon and beat that drum. Well, I'm only, I, could only, I could only have another two years. I looked it up online, and people only live this long, and I'm getting close to it, and oh my gosh, I got a lot of stuff to get done. If I'm only getting, you know, the word, the Bible says the, day, the, the, the years of a man are numbered. And only he knows when he's going to take us home. 
Moses lived to be 125. And I've said to the Lord when I was much younger that I wanted to live as long as Moses did, as long as I could live healthy, like he did. But there's no sense in fretting about it. Because when it comes time to surrender this body, praise the Lord, you're getting a new one. How thank you, Jesus. And it doesn't hurt. It doesn't have any issues. I'm going to be a perfect size whatever. No more issues. Amen? And so are you. I haven't seen stores. I've seen storehouses, though, for giveaways. You know? I don't know. I, that's not in the Bible. No, you don't sell that in heaven. In the kingdom they will be. The kingdom, I mean, things will be going on for a thousand years. So, if um, we're doing that. But sometimes we're worried about whether our health is going to hold out. And, you know, making daily choices about your health, that does count. It's, you know, the way you handle your health and your daily choices about living health, a healthy life, it does play a factor. But kids, there's factors you can't figure out. Some things are simply out of our control when it comes to our health. Um, they're simply out of our control. And I would say... Um, what about what about surrendering a body part? Sean Wilder did when he was a child in a farming accident. That was part of his leg. I had breast cancer. Anybody want to give up a breast? Ladies? Men? Anybody, people lose fingers, toes. I had a good friend last year, ran into him at Walmart, had his hand all bandaged. What did you do, brother? I was out with headphones listening to music, and I was mowing my lawn. And I couldn't, so I couldn't, canceling out the sound, and something got caught in the blades, and I just wasn't thinking, and I reached down under to pull it out. And my fingers were gone in an instant. The tips of the fingers. You know what I'm saying? Some things are out of control. You didn't get those fingers back. There are things that happen. And when we're in the middle of a health scare or a health trial... How do we approach it when we're surrendering all? What if life has brought us something that we surrender to? It's tough. Jesus promised us a lot of things, but he, <laughs> he said, in the world you're going to have troubles, but don't forget, I'm always with you. He will be there to go through the trials. And the tribulations, he had plenty. And he only lived to be 33 years old. So how do we respond 
Lonnie and I were uh, November 25th, 1983. We're just minding our own business, going out to get some goodies, going to have a wonderful time with our kids the day after Thanksgiving. We left the kids home. We'd stacked the wood. It was when we lived out in West Hartford in the country. We, we came in to get some goodies and have some fun time with the kids. We worked hard out there on the gentleman's farm that we had. Next thing we know, our car was wrapped around a telephone pole. Should have been a fatal accident. Lonnie's head was crushed in like a ping pong ball because it had hit, eventually hit the telephone pole as the car came and collapsed in on us like a horseshoe. Our bodies crushed, unconscious, cuts, bruises, broken bones, shattered bones, Two and a half years of reconstruction surgeries, doctors, just before Christmas. How inconvenient. How much does our faith and the grace of God play a part when we, can we praise him? It says to praise him in all things. It says to rejoice in all things. And we know that from the Apostle Paul and the Apostles, they'd go into a town, they would, they would pull off their clothes, they'd whip them, give them all these lashes, throw them into prison, in a dark, stinky prison, no light. And what could be heard coming out of there? I surrender all. I surrender all, all to Jesus. They would worship and they would praise. And God would hear it in the darkest hour for the cause and for the will of God. There's no way that I can figure out why these things happen. Some of them we're responsible for. Some of them we messed up. Sometimes you can find a cause. But in some things, there's just nothing or anybody you can blame it on. It just happened. God came into the middle of it with faith and praise as they were surrendering to the cause and to the call of God in their life. God sent an angel and opened the prison doors. What about my family? What about my family? How does it play into family? Man, there's a lot of issues. And we have some here today in our midst. Believe me. How do we surrender? How do we work through it? There's, we pray. We don't stay mad at God for long. We can have those discussions. Let me tell you, he can take it. He can tell it. You know, we can say, why did you let this out? We can have those conversations, but I never won those. I never won those arguments. So I don't even waste a lot of time on that. But God, but this. 
I just, I don't even waste time arguing with them too much anymore. As I said, too much anymore. Because eventually, if I'll just be quiet, he'll start to give me revelation. A little bit at a time that I can handle what this is about. And I go to him now and I go, what is the lesson? Teach me the lesson in this situation. I surrender. I surrender to your will. I surrender to your plan. Show me how to walk through this. Are you getting anything here today? Is anybody getting any fresh bread? I thought it was fresh. It's not something I didn't know before, but you know, it's just a hot, fresh loaf of bread from heaven to help me know how to deal with life. And not just for me. You might have a breeze this coming week, but you may run into somebody like Jeanette that came up here and said, I need prayer. I need somebody to help me get through this. I'll tell you, Jesus is here. You know, we generally understand that our spouse and our children and our grandchildren belong to God. But how do we surrender them? How do we surrender all when things start not going as we expected? As we planned? As we dreamed? Sometimes God takes children early. Lonnie and I experienced twins, losing twins just before they were ready to be born. Explain that. You can't. Only God knows. Only God knows. Sometimes we lose a child in their life. Sometimes we lose parents when we're a young child. And we have to be raised by someone else. Sometimes we lose them to addiction. In today's world, addiction is affecting one in three families in our region. One in three. There's no condemnation in Christ. There's no shame. It happens to business people. But what if his plans conflict with ours? I'm glad Keith is here. What if some of your kids decide to move far away? And that wasn't in... You you never saw that happening. How can you surrender all? What if some of your children that live right near you don't come around much because they're too busy? You remember that because you were too busy too when they needed you at times. How do you surrender all? 
How do you surrender it when the family decides to stop traditions that have been age-old traditions? But we always do this. Why are you not doing this? I surrender all. We have to give it to him. You see, all of those scenarios... Surrendering all to Jesus. I surrender all. We sang it. Raise your hands again. All of us who sang it with gusto this morning, we sang it here. With all of our heart. But when it comes to the particulars and the thises and the thats, and it becomes specific, it's harder at times to surrender all. It's hard. What if the dynamics of your relationship with your child change? It happens. Once you're close and it doesn't seem like you're close anymore. It's hard. But we give them to God because they're only ours. They were one of life's greatest gifts to us. And they came from him. Now we can kind of lay hold. This message is almost over. Some of you might be saying, praise the Lord. (laughs) But he wants our hearts. He wants our hearts. He wants the heart of a surrender. He wants our heart, a surrendered heart. Surrendering to his will. Surrendering to his plan. You see, when I get into trouble, when I get into these places where life seems to have dealt me a bad hand of cards, any poker players in this place, anybody play a card game? Well, you don't have to raise your hand, but I do. I have. And when I get a stinky set of cards and you just say, I'm going to fold them. There's that old Kenny Rogers song, Know When to Fold Them. Right? For you old-timers. Young kids don't know. But in a poker game, you've got to know when you've got a bad set of cards. You shouldn't be playing with those cards. No. But sometimes I do. I get a bad hand. And I don't know why. I don't know why I do, but I don't fold them. I act like I just got the best set of cards in the world and I start putting on my best poker place face and I start betting like oh it's with chips we don't play with money it's a game for those of you who don't believe in this that are hearing this word around the world I'm speaking to the world that will be listening to this yes I play a game nobody gets mad we just have a good time But I start responding to a bad hand. This wasn't in my notes. (laughs) As if it was the best hand in the world. Come on. I put on my best poker face. I start making bets as if they knew, hey, a few hands back, she had a pair of aces and whatever. 
and they think mom's got a winning hand. I let them, but then I go in, just like if we play it with a really good set. And you know what? They bow out. They bow out, they bow out, they bow out. I get the, I get the pool because I was just almost out of chips to play further with. Could that be something? Some of you are laughing because you know what I'm talking about. But could we, could we enter in that way? If we get some bad stuff that is being dealt to us, that seems like it's being dealt to us, could we respond with faith? Could we respond with not blaming even people that were responsible for it? Could we, could we walk in forgiveness? Could we walk in reconciliation? Could we walk in faith? Could we walk in power? Could we walk in what the Word of God says about the situation and the promises of God? And I know what the promises are because I've been reading the Word. I mean, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. That's the call and that's my responsibility. So if I'm not... If I'm not responding lightly, I'm no longer a light. I'm letting the darkness of the situation cover my light or try to snuff it out. The devil is there trying to tell you how bad it is and how you don't deserve this. And, yo, you just sang good, good father. Yeah, great father he is letting you have to go through this. Come on. Jesus didn't do that. The word that I've lived my life by one of the words is Romans 8.28. If you don't know it, I highly recommend that you go and find it and rehearse it. It says, and all things, all things work together for those, for good. All things work together for good for those who are called according to his plan and purpose. You are the called. You are the called for his plan. You are the called for his purpose. There is a plan for your life. There is a plan operating in your life. There is a purpose in your life that's operating right now. Romans 8, 28. God's going to work it for the good. He's going to work it for the good. You're going to learn. You're going to have a testimony. You're going to have something to say to the world. Your light is not going to go out. You're going to be able to tell the world that he lives. That he lives. He was with me. I had some tough times, but Jesus was with me. He was there. He was there in my darkest hour. When they cut my breast when they did this or they did that, whatever happened to me, if it was a trial of health, if it was something else, if I lost a loved one, God was there in my darkest hour. I could be real. I could be raw. I could take as long as I needed to get over it, but he never left me. And he will not leave you. I will never forsake you nor leave you, says God says Jesus, says the Holy Spirit, I will never leave you nor forsake you. But man, when we're human, 
we get troubled. And now we can go back to the first scripture as we close. Like when Christ was troubled. When Jesus was troubled before he went to the cross. Days before his torture and his eventual death. He saw the sun rise of suffering. The suffering he was going to suffer rose just like a sun on the horizon of his thoughts about what was just about to happen and what he was going to walk through. Seeing that day and the natural sunrise, he felt the weight, the weight of it, the weight of the plan. He was troubled. He knew his death was upon him and the price that it was going to cost. His soul was troubled. There's nothing wrong. If we ha- Don't feel condemned about having a troubled soul. There's times we are troubled by our circumstances. Now, therefore, there is no condemnation in Christ Jesus. He was a man. He knew what you feel, your emotions, and what it's about. No wonder he was troubled. He felt the horror, the anguish. The anxiety. Anxiety about what was about to happen and the horror of the situation. But what did he do? He surrendered all to the plan and to the purpose of God. In doing so, he left us an example. I've shared some testimonies. I've shared with you what I've done. But all I did was follow Jesus. All I did was follow Jesus. If I had to forgive somebody in the midst of it, just like he did on the cross, if I had to let it go, if they did something that caused my present circumstances and hurt and torment and anxiety and torture and horror, I followed Jesus. I had to let it go. I forgave them. I persevered. I cried out, Jesus, help me. I finally got to a place instead of saying, Jesus, help me get out of this. Jesus, help me get out of this. Jesus, make this stop. Jesus, I can't take this. Help me. I went from that to, Jesus, help me. Help me walk through this. Help me. Take my hand. Jesus, take my hand and don't let it go. I'm holding on to you with all I've got. I know you did this. I know it can be done. You did it as a human being. Help me find my way. I want to overcome like you did. We look to Jesus. And when we look to Jesus as he died on that cross that day, and we look 
in our mind's eye, and we see his silhouette across the darkened sky. And we see what he did for us, that he was willing at all costs to pay the price for our atonement. There's only one thing we can say. It was out of love. That much love. This much we can see what one individual can do when they surrender all. Let this word come to you in power. I pray that you are powered as we close. I'm praying for you. I pray with all my heart that as we all walk this through, as we surrender everything to God, as we give him our all, all of our heart, everything. Oh God, I'm praying that you will continue to empower us, God, by your grace that is sufficient. Lord, you said your grace is sufficient for us. And Father, I ask you to empower us, empower all your people, God. Release your great grace upon him and her, and the children, God, as we walk together, Lord, as we surrender one specific thing at a time, Lord, that you will be with us, that we will be empowered by it, God. Amen. That when, when, when you've heard me say, I surrender all, God, that I will be empowered to be able to do it for the rest of my life. Lord, even in the hard times. Lord, that we can do it in Jesus' name, no matter what the cost. Lord, bless us. Let us revel in your word. Let us joyfully embrace you and forever be grateful and thankful for everything you've done for us. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Now you don't have to listen to me sing I Surrender All one more time. Let's all sing it together. I surrender all. I surrender all to Jesus. I surrender. I surrender. that time it made it meant a lot more to us amen amen also uh brian came up during our offering as a young man named hunter he's 13 years old has severe physical problems with his spine he's down in mass general right now the gave him just a small opportunity to live it increased a little bit today but father we just bring hunter before you lord we are the family of god that brings this young man father we ask that you would send those mere ministering angels 
send physical people, Father, there to strengthen him. Father, let there be the invitation that he has a relationship with your son, Jesus. But, Father, we believe in healing. Ultimately, we believe in healing. So, Father, we ask that there would be somebody, somebody in that local area that has the faith that they would actually go and visit Hunter, lay hands on him, and he would take up his bread, take up his bed and walk, that you might be glorified, Father. In Jesus' name, amen.